The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save. And save and win. This is a 680 The Fan podcast. To hear more live and local sports content like this, tune into 680 AM or 93.7 FM or download The Fan app. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves. And people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save, and save and win. When you buy a used car, don't be taken for a ride. Get Ford Blue Advantage certified at Wade Ford, Atlanta's headquarters for factory certified pre-owned vehicles. Go to wadeford.com. There you'll find a great selection of Ford Blue Advantage certified used cars, trucks, and SUVs with Blue certified. Nearly all makes and all models are in stock now. You'll find something perfect for just about any budget. Buy with confidence at the Wade Ford factory certified used car outlet at wadeford.com. Wade Ford, we are Atlanta's Ford dealer. Sports Radio 680, the fan, WCNN, Dorothy Glenn. Well, Dickie Broadcasting. One more thing. Shut up, kid. 150, Domino, Cellini, the fan, 680 and 93.7 FM, wrapping up a Monday afternoon. Beautiful day it turned out to be here at Cool Today Park, Northport, Florida, all week long going to be here. Brian Snicker joined us earlier in the program. If you missed it, it's up at the fan app, driven to you by Beaver Toyota of Coming and 680thefan.com. As you said, Domino, Rick Kranitz, the pitching coach, will tell us about the secret sauce as he joins us tomorrow sometime after 1 o'clock. Is that what it's looking like? I think so. They have side sessions tomorrow. He thinks tomorrow might work. Okay. Uh, It's funny because he had a bunch of pieces of paper and he said... If I start looking at tomorrow on Wednesday, I'm just going to get myself confused. He's so like I, me. Yeah, so I do what you have to do today, and we'll find out tomorrow morning when we see One him. That's my favorite saying. We'll talk to some other players as well. I want you to hear this. Uh, are the gentlemen, the trio of Chuck, Mike, and Steve available right now? They are. They're, uh, they're chatting it up. Okay, so here is Rob here. Manfred, because I guess Scott Boris has got like five guys, and now we're finding out, oh, maybe it's Boris, fair market, blah, blah, blah. People are going to start throwing around collusion. It's going to be sooner instead of later if these guys don't get signed. Listen to what Ron Manfred proposes. We would prefer to have a free agent signing period, you know, ideally probably in December with a deadline that drove people to make their deals, get things settled. Certainly from an aspirational perspective, we'd rather have, you know, two weeks of flurried activity in December preferably around the winter meetings where you're all there to write about it and, you know, we all get excited about the upcoming year. Um, that'll be a project in the next go-around. Can't even be a real thing. Uh, now he's playing make-believe. I know he says he's retiring in 2029. Listen, he's, doing, he's doing some work at least before he retires, which is right around the corner, as you said, Chris, 2029. 2029. That retirement. I can give you a list of things that are going to happen in the next five years. I can give you a list of things that I can guarantee you will happen in the next five years. Rob Manfred is talking about putting a – 
Oh, so if you're not signed by December 24th, you don't play baseball the next year? What is? I don't even know what you're proposing. Christmas Eve is the drop-dead date. Yes, that's exactly what I'm saying, Chris Domino. So somebody wrote a column. He's got to build his commissioner legacy. Having a whatever the hell this is, which I don't even think is legal. Like, I'm not, I, I don't even know who would have to vote and how many votes you'd it's have to It's just a hunk of metal. That's my legacy wow. right now. That's part of it. All right. Hey, gentlemen, I don't know if you heard. Last week I said, you know what I would like to ask Robert Kraft? If he had an opportunity now to say, go back in time. I'm going to pick Belichick or I'm going to pick Brady. Which would I do? Listen to what Asante Samuel says. Everybody tried to say, Bill Belichick's going to have a job after this and this and that. No, everybody's waking up. And nobody would dare don't want to put their organization through some craziness like that and not be able to resign players who, who are fan favorites and owners love them and stuff like that. Mr. Kraft chose Belichick over Brady, and he realized that was a mistake, and I know that it's killing him right now to his soul. There's my answer. Now, I'm not telling you Asante Samuel is a guaranteed lock 100%. He's right. He certainly sounds right. like, yeah, he certainly right. sounds like a guy who, that's right, he chose the wrong guy. I cannot believe, by the way, with Robert Kraft's relationship with Tom Brady, it kind of shocks me the more I think about it that he actually chose Bill Belichick over Tom Brady. He might have thought that there was more shelf life to the coach at that point than the player, and he should have been right. right. Um, but you choose the quarterback in all things being equal. If it's a B minus coach and B minus B minus coach and C minus quarterback, you take the quarterback. They thought they had something special at Mac Jones. They were wrong. Yeah, you're right. That's a big part of that equation. Belichick drafted him. So, you're right. So I could plug this guy in and okay. nothing will change. And yet everything okay. changed. Here's what I'm saying, though. We saw the relationship with Tom Brady and Robert Kraft that still exists up in the box, getting his number retired, whatever the hell there is. How do you not, as Robert Kraft, go to dinner one night with Tom Brady and look him in the eye and say, Tom, I'm going to need to know something. I'm seriously asking. Take your TB12 out of it. Take what I, I don't care about your past. What do you have left for the next couple of years? You don't think that conversation took place? Because if it did, Robert Kraft really screwed up. Never underestimate the egos of these people either. I mean, I think part of Belichick wanted to prove that he could win with another quarterback. And obviously, he did not prove but that. But the owner at all. could have stopped that. My point is, with their relationship between Brady yeah, and Kraft, Kraft, screwed it up. He screwed it up. Yeah. If he had to do it all over again, he he would keep Brady and get rid of Belichick. There's no doubt. All right, you guys want to play pop quiz? Yeah. All right, you're going to play whether or not you like it. By yeah. the way, I am very peanut butter and jelly. Spring training is the best week of the year. It is the best week, and we hadn't had it in five years. And y'all are down there. Oh no, no. It's pretty good. And, and the weather looks like it's going to be broken for it's the next few days. It's 39 degrees outside right oh, now. Oh, that's not good. Yeah, it's not that here. There are palm trees I'm that are actually jealous. whistling in the wind right now, and it does look like it's Ooh. nice. Down. All, right, All right, go ahead. So I'm going to play a piece of sound, and I want you to tell me as specifically as you Hurry can. Hurry up. The tiki bar is open there in the left field corner. <laughs> I want to start drinking. What, what do we think about the tiki bar? What do you think is happening over there this afternoon? It's a Monday afternoon. It's 1.55. May and Barb, yep. two mid-40s who were supposed to play the back nine and thought, you know what, let's just sit, sit, sit at the tiki bar. Oh, you look like that guy from Breaking Bad. Would you <laughs> like a drink, sir? Oh, now everybody's a sailor in your world, aren't they, when you hit a certain age? Sailor. That's exactly who's over there. So I'm going to tell you, you there's, a 50, like brother. there's a 55-plus community. You, brother. <laughs> one to the right and one up the road a little bit. Can you imagine once those are full... And this tiki bar, which seems to be open in a I'm baseball stadium here. for no reason other than with Ground ten. zero. I'm moving right down here. I'm going to bartend at the tiki bar. Amanda, what did I tell you this morning? What are we inqu- inquiring about tomorrow? How much does it cost to live in a 55-plus community? Because I'm thinking about staying. Not even telling my family where I am. All right, here's a cut. 
as specifically as you can. Tell me what it is you're hearing. All right. Ready? Go. It's going to get more exciting. Sounds like a chugging contest. Hold on. Oh, no, no. Then it got really exciting. Really exciting. Sounds like what's going on at the Tiki Bar probably right now. In about an hour and a half. Yeah. Absolutely right. All right, who wants to guess what is happening in that that clip? It's the baby race at halftime at yesterday's UAB North Texas That is not correct, Steve West, but (laughs) I appreciate it. It's a solid guess, an original guess. I appreciate your participation. Chuck Oliver. Hot boxer contest, Spinnaker, Panama City. That is not correct. Mike Morgan. Corgi race during the halftime of the game. That is not correct. Nicholas Chalene. I already said the Tiki Bar was going on no. Could have been, but it's not. That's a little kid, and I mean a little kid. He hits four shots in a row. Hits the layup, hits the free throw, hits the three-pointer, hits the half-court shot, picked up $10,000. Now, this kid is like seven. It's the most incredible thing. He does it in four shots. He had to do it in under 25 seconds. He did it in the first four shots. That is second incredible. grade baller move. Baller move. Wait, wait, was the longest shot, did you say half court? Half court. A seven-year-old. He, he, he Seven or eight. He throws it like a baseball. I can't believe he even, got, he even got it to the rim. Four shots, four hits, and I don't know if that's his mom or whatever, because you hear it's yeah, 10. I'd be cheering because he's not keeping the money. 10,000. Why? He doesn't know what to do with it. Why? Because he doesn't have pockets. Maybe Wait, not. Maybe he does, but maybe you don't not. get to have the money. It all goes to uh, Gary Coleman's father, I believe. Well, again, that's a hell of a run for this kid. <laughs> I got one other thing for you. One He's more raking thing. on the second grade hall this morning. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. You should. They stormed the court. Like, it really was incredible. They really did storm. I don't know who insured. Here's my thing. I don't think they insured that $10,000. Yes, my, a seven-year-old. My guess is, my guess is they didn't insure the ten thousand. Like we didn't. Like we didn't in, that's in, right. Insure that million-dollar putt. Somebody's coming out of pocket, I think, for the ten thousand because yep. they didn't buy the policy. Speaking of million dollars, do you guys know who John Carpenter is? Do you remember that name? Uh, not the director. Uh, no, not okay. the Halloween guy. Not the Halloween guy. Not the uh, Halloween. Guy. If I say John Carpenter, one million dollars. Not Richard Carpenter. No, John Carpenter, not Rob one million Carpenter, dollars. Carpenter, the former fullback. <laughs> no, no, John Carpenter, not Karen Carpenter. Not Stephen Carpenter. Is it? Not Stephen Carpenter. John Carpenter, one million dollars. If I give you that hint. He played piano. His sister played drums. He did not. So John Carpenter was the first ever winner on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. He won a million bucks, nineteen ninety nine. By the way, I can't believe it's nineteen ninety nine. Do you know what his big baller move was when he won a million bucks? That the sex guy. Party. He didn't go to a lifeline once, not once, to get to the million. But here's what he did on the million. He calls his father. They say, I'm going to take a lifeline. I'm going to call my father. You know what he tells his father? I'm about to win a million bucks. He didn't even ask the old man the question. He got it right $1 million later. That's Larry Bird walking away before the ball comes down. Yeah, that's a baller move right there. That's my favorite saying. I did the same exact thing. I said, that is Larry Bird on Who Wants to Win a Million. He's like, I know I won. Yeah. And by the way, what do you think of LeBron? Him saying he didn't know about this trade thing. Him saying that's his favorite saying of all time. Him saying he's not sure he he's wants LeBron, a world tour. He's just going to talk. Oh, a- have you believed anything he has said in the last 20 years? I mean, seriously. I want it to be about his career. I want it to be about how great he's been. And I, every time I think, oh, okay, I heard Larry Bird last week. Larry vouched for him big time. Yeah, stop getting on LeBron. The guy's unbelievable. Stop getting on him. I, and then he does all these things just this weekend. I apologize. You said a million dollars TV at that time, and I got Darva Conger on my mind. I'm pretty good with references. I don't remember the reference. I've got, got Darva Conger? She was on Who Wants to Marry a Millionaire? Nothing here. 
she was the original reality like bachelorette. She was this blonde lady. Still not tracking. Who was on? <laughs> who wants to marry a millionaire? You stumped the band she, on that and one. And she like married a guy for like four days. It was the original Bachelor yeah. and Bachelorette. I don't remember that. Either. I don't. I don't. And remember. she took the out into Playboy at the end. So wasn't there a Joe Millionaire? Show? She might be down at the Tiki Bar. She right was. Now. She was the OG in reality. I got to marry him, and I did. And then I wound up in Playboy. She was the original. Okay. Wasn't there a show where a guy was a millionaire, but he acted frumpy? And wasn't there a show where you that had was to Joe choose Millionaire? Yeah, Joe Millionaire. And there was another one where one guy was a millionaire and the other guy wasn't. And then you had to figure out which one it is you want to marry. So I don't even know what's left in that world. What's left? Love in that is world. blind. That's the latest. So I don't know what that it's, is. It's on uh, Netflix. So you get married after you, not you, meeting you, each other. You choose someone after talking to a bunch of people that you've never seen. You mm-hmm. fall in love with somebody, mm-hmm. and then you meet them face to face, and then you go away for like two or three weeks. Oh, okay. And then they bring in the people you rejected, and it becomes a mess. Essentially, it's like every other one of those reality shows. They don't feed you, and they get you drunk. And so when you get drunk and you haven't eaten, you, you, you know, act out of line. Can I ask? I, I, don't, I don't mean this disrespectfully. I'm assuming everybody is hot. Not everybody, no. Oh, so it's not that type of show? Well, that's every- the whole point of it. Did you choose the wrong one? Oh, like the one guy, he chose this uh, woman that said she looked like Megan Fox. Uh, spoiler <laughs> alert, she didn't look like Megan Fox. <laughs> Did you that see old, He was like, oh, hello, and tried to say he still loved her, but then, you know, they had the confessional interview that they kind of interspersed with the, oh, the actual stuff going on. He no. said, she lied to me about that. <laughs> I think you get what you deserve. If you're participating, I think you get what you deserve. That's me. We've I don't know what's left, ideas. though. Yeah, are out they out of ideas? ideas? Yeah. I don't know what's, you know, hermaphroditic clowns. I don't know what's next. I think we've pretty much. I think they out. should combine. On broadcast the, TV. They yeah. should combine the squid yeah. games. Like 8 o'clock, not yeah. even like the later uh, o'clock. 8 on no. ABC, hermaphroditic clowns. Let the fun ensue. Where did that come from? Well, I don't know. I've been stumped twice today. 30% of our audience is Googling. It hasn't hasn't quite been greenlit yet. How about we we combine the NBA All-Star Game and the NFL Pro Bowl (laughs) into one event? Yeah, no defense. That's the name of the show. How about this? If you lose and you're the worst defender on the court, you lose half your money to your now wife, and you have to marry somebody Look, you've I, never I met. Just, I don't understand why people are surprised by this. Nobody plays defense during the regular season. I'm not angry. Now, and someone be, said, and it's be, a fair point be, that they made online. Because it's one thing to not play defense. It's another thing not even to go back and try to play defense. You're it, still on the offensive end. It, because if you're of a certain age, and I don't mean like 70, if you're over the age of 40, which I think we all are, yeah. you remember when the game actually did mean something where they did actually play a lick of D, and they actually cared who won. Remember when they had the half, uh, the uh, slam dunk at halftime? Like, everybody else got to go in except, like, Larry Nance and Dr. J. Y'all stay on the court and dunk your asses off for 15 minutes, then go play the second half. I'm Dr. J, offer this an up. all-timer's like, yeah, cool. Okay, I'm going to offer this up, though. If you have to think about something from 20 years ago, and that seems to be This 20, is 40. Yeah, yeah. so 20-plus years it's just, ago. It's different now. It's changed. So I, mean, I don't know how you you can't change it back. Well, yeah. people are saying, well, you just got to give them a, a bonus of some kind. When you're making $30 million, yeah, that doesn't take it. Anthony Edwards, you see, he's flat out said, oh, no, this is just about fun. It's not it's supposed a, yeah. to no, be defense. Chuck, he called it a break. He said, this is just a break that we're going to throw some, you know, sort of game in. That's how everybody uh, feels about I it. I thought I was going to get, as I said earlier, I thought I was going to get three quarters of All-Star or one quarter of game. Oh, they no, decided no, no. to not even do the you one quarter See what the commissioner said afterwards to the Eastern Conference All-Stars. Yeah. You scored the most points. Well... Congratulations. Good for I, you. I, and he I was think disgusted. he was, yeah, he was disgusted. He but promised listen, his latest Saturday night. He literally was on the record saying, say, we're going to have a hell of a game. And I don't know why he would say that. Well, I, I don't I'll know tell you how why, you think I'll tell you why. Larry Bird, hmm. Larry Bird in Indiana 
told these guys, have some respect, go out and play. And it just goes to show that, hey, Larry, love you, but you don't understand what's going on now. Here's my other question. I Everybody keeps saying it's about an injury. It's about an injury. It's about an injury. You can't have an injury. No. I think the only thing that could maybe make it a competitive thing is if it was USA against the world, and then you had a little bit of that sort of maybe, maybe there's six ounces of pride that could bubble to the surface. Uh, I keep hearing east-west, home court advantage in a best of seven in the finals. I, I'm hearing all these because things. Because of an exhibition game, so it's going to exactly. be like the Major League All-Star game used to be? That's absurd. The, the number one thing they already complain about is the 82-game schedule. So why do you think they're going to be motivated to play an I'm exhibition? You would have to pick an NBA All-Star team versus the Soviet national team. Like, that would get my interest right now, and I, I think an all-star may bust an ass. I, I think USA versus the world is a better idea than what they do now, but I don't believe it's going to fix anything in terms of could, intensity. Could, could I ask you all about something you were talking about earlier? Um, mm-hmm. Baker Mayfield and the quarterbacks and the draft pick and all that. Mm-hmm. The only question, and it's not even a pushback maybe, but the only question is if you have a rookie quarterback instead of paying Baker – you do have a rookie quarterback. Like, you're playing an NFL game with a rookie quarterback and then a second-year quarterback. If and in I'm today's bro- league, I- like, the Jags had first overall, and they think they got it right. And look at Trevor Lawrence. So, if I'm Brian Dayball, I need a veteran. If I'm Mayo, and it's my first year, Jeremy Mayo's got a first-year deal, I might not. And my point is I'd love to have a guy in a rookie contract and I'll take my chances as opposed to guaranteeing four years of Baker Mayfield. I, I can't pay Baker Mayfield $40 million, like I said, I just, guarantee 90 of it, but feel I still good have about a rookie. myself. I still have a rookie, and I don't like playing with – it's just – you see what is Do you think Baker Mayfield what, – so what is Baker Mayfield? Is he, Nick, is he a good quarterback? He's not better than that. He's decent. He's a guy who He's has decent. survived enough that he can play. What is demanded of a quarterback in today's game is as soon as the ball touches your hand, decide and throw. And Baker has shown, okay, I've survived the challenges – Look at like Sam Darnold. They all can't. They can't all suck. Okay, and right now, look at rookie quarterbacks coming in. Almost all of them. How do they all stink? No, it's what they're being asked. And Baker can function. Baker won the skills competition at the Pro Bowl this year. Yeah. Well, then let's give him forty million. <laughs> well, we got eighty grand for that. Yeah. But I'm telling you, you still have a rookie. That's my only response. But I have a guy is... in a rookie contract because now we're getting to the world where it's not twenty five, it's forty. Jordan Love, what's he want? Yeah. Daniel 40, Jones, got it. Got $40 it. Million, yeah. Right, and Daniel, right. Daniel Jones, so I'm going to say this, and I'll say it respectfully as we sit here in Brave Spring Training. Mm. Daniel Jones is the Jason Hayward of the NFL because from that moment on, all I have to do, if I'm Jordan Love, good. Daniel Jones didn't even make it through the year. I get 40. Baker Mayfield, I get 40. When Jason Hayward signed a $181 million deal, it changed every agent's approach as to how they were going to oh, go I, in and what they were going to ask Everybody for. talks about what the commanders have to have. I looked up. I remember like week 14, I looked up. Sam Howell is leading the NFC in passing yards. So the commanders, I don't know what they have to have, but Sam Howell's about to get paid. Sam Howell's going to get paid. Unless they draft a quarterback. <laughs> Which could very well happen. Two and four for Justin Fields. And, and my condition is I need to talk to him before I do the deal. I want to look him in the eye. I want to sit down with him. Are you okay? I, I sort of – I might be guessing, but i got to figure out, would you trade a two and a four for Justin Fields? I've also got to decide real quick. 
forty million or whatever the fifth it's, year it's 70, and, it's 70, and then signing. It's seventy something million dollars for three years. I'm going to tell you why. Did you count the franchise six, tax. Six this oh, year, twenty right. something next year, and it could be forty. And you have to decide. That. And based on what would you would you give all that up for Justin Fields? That's not a lot. Two and four is not uh, a lot. But it, you know what, Chris? It's it's not a lot relative to franchise quarterbacks. But what it is, it locks down that position. You are now stuck. No, I'm not. Because guess what? I'm not going to do. You're going to pick it up. Yeah, I'm not going to pick it up. I'm just going to eat the draft picks. I can eat a fourth rounder every day of the week. I can almost eat a two rounder and not choke up. And if you get another second rounder, should Calvin Ridley stay in Jacksonville? I'm giving you theirs. Does it make the trade easier? <laughs> I don't know. I, I think there's better options on the. I, I'd be willing to take a better gamble than go with Fields. I mean, you guys, Chuck, you and Matt had a, a guy on from Chicago. I can't remember his name. He, right north. Yeah, I mean, he he nailed it. Like, I I know people in Chicago. They're like, please get rid of him. It's there's nothing special. Please there. take this guy off our hands, please. Oh, there's nothing he can do. I, he can't do anything right. That's my Mike North. Wouldn't wouldn't go that far. <laughs> it was everything but saying like one Ditka versus a team of eleven. Like uh, still Ditka. Like can he's I say, still that character? Can I ask? A sometimes question? I wonder if he's really left-handed. <laughs> That's how bad he is. Can I ask a question respectfully? Yeah. What does Mike North know about a guy who's 24 years old, 23 years old, and what he's going to be as a quarterback? Not a whole lot. Did that Matt and I asked Matt, I was like, so what do we like? What's the point here? He's like, just to hear Mike North talk. Yeah. Right. He's like, the point was to have but Mike North on talking. Next time about I'll call the us Bears. Mike North. All right. Let's, let's get North out of it though for a moment. He's not the only one that has doubted Justin Fields' ability to well, be listen, the there's, guy. Yeah, there's I mean, a there's, lot of people like. Well, there's that. a reason they yeah. actually might be looking to trade him. I get that. Yeah. There's a reason they're going to take Caleb but, Williams number but, one. Yeah. But in half the NFL towns, they're looking around going, man, if I can get out of this bum. You realize he started 38 NFL games already. Mm-hmm. Which, can I take it's the good of that? a lot of play. Chuck, can I take the good of that? He's been in the building. Maybe he's a grown man. Maybe he realizes not being successful stinks. I need to talk to him about that. Because if he's savable, salvageable, Mike North doesn't know if he can play football. I don't know if he can play football. Zach Robinson won't know if he can actually be a good to better than that NFL quarterback. But in today's game, you said decent. You said decent about Baker Mayfield, yeah. right? Baker Mayfield went to the playoffs being decent. I said you can function with Baker. Baker Mayfield can do what is demanded of a quarterback today, which is as soon as you touch it, throw it. And I think Justin Fields can do the same thing. If I had to pay Justin Fields for the next three years, and that's assuming the first year goes well, if I have to pay him less than $70 million for the next three years, then I figure out if I want him after that. That's worth a two and a four to me. It's a chance. And it's also not paying Daniel Jones when he got paid. Tell you one thing that it may not change, though, is the last time you signed a quarterback, a legitimate NFL starter to a contract, was Matt Ryan's final extension. And that was like 2019. So you've gone now five years. And if you sign a rookie, that's not a legitimate starter. Not as a rookie, he's not. So that's going to be six seasons between signing a legit starter. Just saying. Things to think about if you're the Falcons. Well, I do have a first-year coach who I, I do believe that you have a little bit more wiggle room. That's now, true. The, the general manager could get fired. No matter what the choice is, if he doesn't win this year, he might get fired. The coach is going to stay. All right, today's February the 19th. Let's go back in time. Look out. Taking plants, some things that happened on this date. 1968, Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood makes its debut on what is now PBS. It was net at the time. I'm not sure what that stood for. My father never trusted this guy. <laughs> what? Never huh? trusted him. What Fred Rogers. He doing? Uh, he's going home, talking to puppets. What's oh, the matter with this guy? Oh. Yeah, he, was literal. Yeah. he was literally looking yeah. at this show. 
I must have missed. I a... work for a living. This guy's playing with puppets. And was Sesame Street '69? Maybe 1969. That was my father, not me. I missed both of these. Yeah, this is '68. Yeah, I was five years old. I was probably out. I'm, I'm, Everybody I says no he was a great man. Good movie too about yeah. his life. Then he change into cardigan, uh, cardigan and yeah, slippers. He would walk in, sit yeah. down, change out of his loafers into slip-ons, right. and take off his business coat and put on a sweater. How's that more comfortable? I don't understand. No, no, no. Hold on. There weren't slip-ons because the big thing was he, he had to tie his shoe. Yeah, yeah, he had to tie his oh, shoe. That's, okay, that's, that's right. That's more comfortable. Yeah. You just see he got casual. We can't so, hate on Fred Rogers. Come on. I think my mother no. said that. That's not more comfortable. I don't want to do this. Steve West, you it's and I. It's my parents. They shaped me. It's their fault. Steve is having a ball right now. <laughs> Steve, is it just? Is it you and I who would have missed Fred Rogers? My neighbor. What are you? Nin- missed 1968. Like, are you old enough where you oh, go? I'm, believe me, I'm old enough to remember 1968. Okay, but Fred, you weren't supposed to be watching Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. I wasn't bit... there for the debut of yeah. Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. Yeah, he was I watching Kukla, yeah, Fran, and Ollie. I, wasn't, <laughs> I think I was watching Captain Kangaroo in those days. I was busy. Uh, I had a lot of things I was working uh, on. Let's see. 1971, Yes releases their breakthrough third studio album, the Yes album. Yours is no disgrace. This song on that LP. Prog rock? I could take some of it. I could leave some of it. No doubt. Yeah. It's like reggae to me. Give it to me for about 10 minutes, and then i got to go on. And the problem is there's no ending. It's like a jam band. There's no ending to the song. Enough. We get it. 1972 on this date, Harry Nielsen's Without You begins a four-week run at number one. This is so up your alley. Pete Ham from Badfinger actually wrote this song. I don't care. This is so up your alley. It's a great song. That big note that he hits, try hitting that note. I think that's easy. I'm not getting paid to hit that. Chuck knows what I'm talking about. This is a depressing song. This really is. My gosh. Bringing the whole room down. This is like same old Lang Syne for the other 11 months of the year. 1973 on this date. Tie a yellow ribbon around the old oak tree is released by Dawn featuring Tony Orlando. Or is it the other way around? I don't know. It becomes the Billboard Song of the Year in 1972. And as you... Broke the news a couple of weeks ago, Domino. Tony Orlando embarking on a farewell tour. He's wrapping it up. He's not like LeBron. He's not 50-50. He's telling you he's on his farewell tour. Did he have the the variety show before this or after this? After. Yeah, after. After. This vaulted him into the variety. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This is played during the dance scene. Officer and a gentleman, Richard Gere. Hook it up with Deborah Winger. Is that when he punches of. the guy outside? Look, man, I don't want to fight you. Uh, no, that came after the bar. This was the this was the dance where they met. So was this recorded? This is a Vietnamish thing, right? I thought he was getting out of jail. No, no, he's in jail. I thought there was. Remember the hostages? I, no, but I thought it was symbolism. Yeah, I thought this was symbolism. When the Raiders won the Super Bowl. When they no, the Eagles, I think he the was. Yellow ribbon was on the Superdome. I think he boosted a Corvette. <laughs> Uh, I thought this was sim- symbolic of, like, here come the veterans from, no, like, no. let's get them out of Vietnam. I may be wrong. I thought he was not no, Yeah, you're right. Oh, he's, he's, he's really still in prison. Okay. And the love holds the key. Okay, so you think he this song. coming home with the cons. This song was played straight then. I thought this was symbolic of the Vietnam War. I didn't see it that way. I'm okay. not saying you're wrong. Uh, <laughs> let's see. 1974, Jim Croce. Posthumously. Now this guy. When's the favorite pop, pop rock Male artist of the year. This guy had talent. Did he hit the pecan tree, or was that Leonard Skinner? No, no. He hit his well, he didn't hit the pecan yeah. tree. The pilot did. Oh. The single pecan tree. One. In the whole state. Off the front way. Yeah. Plane rolled, and, well, Jim was no longer with us. I think he would have had a career. I think he could have actually made it through the cars, and here comes 
Joe Jackson, and here comes he Elvis was, Costello. I, he was just I think so. starting yeah. as a set. No pun intended when that happened. Uh, 1977, the song of the year written by Bruce Johnson. Uh, John Stenton, I'm sorry, of the Beach Boys, was this. I write the songs by Barry Manilow. Do you know Bruce Johnston wrote this? I did not. Well, now you do. It beat out the record of the Edmund Fitzgerald. Good. Barry Manilow didn't want to sing the song. He said, this, this is egotistical stuff. Oh, yeah. But they explained to him, your music. Right. And you write the songs. It's not you. Right. Music writes the songs. I knew we were not going to get out of this without a Gordon Lightfoot reference. Somehow. Yeah, well, I mean, it doesn't seem like the Pickens were very big that year. If it was down to those two, more There's a chance Buddy Holly still comes up. Mm-hmm. More disappointed in myself that I called him Johnson instead of Johnson. I know you I knew. Should, I should. I should you know better. Than he's it's still like, do- it's like Davy Lopez. He's still doing Vegas, right, Barry Mello? Yeah, I'm a fan of Low. I wouldn't mind going to see it. <laughs> What's he charge? It's not cheap. Any residency is not going to be cheap. Do you think right now if we went to the Tiki Bar and we actually sit for $800, you can go see Barry Manlow, there would be a couple of you tickets? You mean he's here? No, 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 no. you got to go out to Vegas. Oh. I think some women at that Tiki Bar might actually pony up the credit card. Uh, 1977 on this date, Manfred Mann's cover of Bruce Springsteen's Blinded by the Light goes to number one. <laughs> and Springsteen's never had a number one himself. <laughs> nope. Go look that one up. He's never had a number one on the Pop 100. He has had a number one song. Yes, you can has, see uh, Manilow Thursday for 70 bucks. That's it? Is that true? Uh, where? That's a steal. That's not. In Vegas. At uh, Westgate Las Vegas Resort. Is this his residency? Like, does it look like he's got a he bunch of shows He was the anchor there? somewhere. I, I don't yeah, remember. I so but he, yeah, he was their anchor somewhere. Uh, 1999 on the 70 state. bucks. These women will throw us on a plane with them. You're right. Let's go down. Get in the suitcase. <laughs> how much can I? How much can I see Brad Garrett for? I'm, I'm very interested. I always see his poster out there. Well, so can I tell you what's oh, he's going got on his own there? Comedy club, yeah. yeah, yeah. I think he. I don't know if it's his club. He might rent his name, image, and likeness. There was a there was a little bit of a controversy about that place. He wasn't happy with a couple of people who were coming in to do a show he or something. I don't know this. He doesn't strike me as a nice guy. He I strikes me you. as a phony. <laughs> Behind the scenes, he's not a nice man. I kind of agree with you. With annoying sub-commercials. Uh, Jimmy's John's. 1999 on this date, it cost $10 million to make. It grossed $10.8 million, so they made a profit. No, they didn't. Office Space was released. Oh, mm. classic. Yeah. Did you see the memo about this? Yeah, yeah, I have the memo right here. I just uh, forgot. Yeah. If you could just go ahead and make sure you do that from now on, that would be great. Oh, Oh, there it is. What? It, Here, let me just go ahead and get that from you. Great. Yeah. Okay. I set the building on fire. <laughs> I think it made more than that. I think this is a misprint. So can I tell you what I think doesn't pay the bills? Being a cult classic. Yeah. I, I think it's a cult classic, but I'm not sure it really paid the bills. Nobody went to see it in the theater. Nobody. No, it, and no. it came out, and the only reason I knew about it is because the creator, Mike Judge, is the same guy that created Beavis and Butthead, when it was still had some traction. But I didn't pay to see it in the theater either. I waited for it on cable, HBO. But now whenever it's on, it's a rewatchable. It's a remote drop. Gary Cole. Gary Cole's fantastic in that movie. He's great in everything. Everything. He's great in Entourage. Everything. How did that movie cost $10 million to make? Because they're making it in 1988. Where'd the the money go? Where does Jennifer Aniston fit in that movie? I've never understood that. How did she agree to do it? Yeah, it didn't make any sense. Cullen just told me that it's $60 before fees and taxes to get in the door to see Brad Garrett. Yet Barry Manilow's only $70? What's wrong with this picture? I'd rather watch Office Space again. So would I. For free. 
I'm going to see Manilow with you. So Brad Garrett is playing his I'd own place? I'd see Manilow, but not Brad Garrett. Not Brad Garrett. Is is Brad Garrett truly playing his own place? His, I didn't think he really did that. His picture is on the side of the MGM oh, Grand no, every time I go there. I he rented that out. The price that he told you is to get into the club that night for whatever the show yeah, is that that's night. That's what I think so, I think too. it's 60 bucks to get in. I think so, too. I don't think Brad Garrett's going to be there. Anybody having any luck on the slot machines? <laughs> Never notice those slot machines sometimes have an extra ding. It's just one extra ding. The hell is he talking about? Uh, <laughs> Kelly Grucut. He is the bassist and vocalist. Now, he's not the lead singer. Jeff Lynn is from ELO. Uh-huh. Says, oh, he passed away on this date. It's not his birthday. Oh, damn. Yeah. How many years ago? Uh, he passed away at the age of 63 in 2009. Do you have a net worth? I do not have a net worth. Just gave me a reason to play some ELO. Probably not as big as Jeff Lynn's. I remember this record, the 45 mm-hmm. of Sweet Talking Woman. Chuck, maybe you remember this. It was pink. The 45 was pink. It was a different color. I had the album. I remember the blue vinyl album. I don't remember the pink single. Eight million. I'm being told oh, by Colin, hey. our young correspondent. Out of the blue was their blue vinyl. And then yeah. a New World Record mm-hmm. was their other. I think that was a double album. Weren't they accused of lip syncing their concerts? I don't know. I've never heard that. Yeah, I don't know that. He, I do know this. Very well respected as a producer. Really well respected Jeff as a Lynn? producer. Yeah. I think one of ELO died when like a giant bale of hay fell on him. Maybe this was him. I don't know. I do know this. Uh, Jeff Lynn, I don't know if he's still with her, but he was married to Terry Kath's widow, Camilla. So what did you think about that? We worked in Terry Kath. What do you think about Well, that? she was with uh, Kiefer Sutherland prior to that. Kind of an odd, you know, run, but some people just don't have a type. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I guess there's a way right. to look at it. All right. uh, Johnny Paycheck. Take passed this away job this day. and shove it. One of the great works of all time. <laughs> I'm going to tell my boss that. Yeah, then you'll be homeless in two weeks. See how that works out for you. He doesn't sound like a guy who's qualified to do much other than maybe the job. And I, I don't think when no, he this, got... This is a, this is a war. <laughs> and I don't think when he got pulled over, do you know how fast <laughs> you were going, Mr. Paycheck? I don't, I don't think the officer asked that question. Do we all agree that this is a work? This is a personality-driven work, oh, yeah. right? Yeah. It's not who he is. Uh, finally, Bon Scott passed away on this day. Drank himself to death in 1980. 33 years old. That's all he was. Man, that's, some, that's some hard living. And Angus said, listen, the band must go on. What did he say? The band must go on. Get me Brian Johnson. Let me ask you guys something. I don't know what your drinking situation is now, and I'm not really asking. I know Nick is a lot lighter than it used to be. Yeah, like four beers. Yeah, well, four. <laughs> Got to go, guys. Four. I think I've watched you do three and dive. Well, that's on a good night, four. Has there ever been a moment in your life where you actually said, oh, wait, this probably isn't good for my internals? Like, did you ever hurt from drinking? I'm not making light of it, but did you ever drink enough at any point mm-hmm. in your life to hurt from drinking? I, I knew that, like, in a normal, immediate, it would go away after a day and a gallon of water sort of hurt, but not like I've damaged my... Internal organs, no. Uh, Mike? Oh, I've, I've been train wrecked a few times where it, it, it's a 48-hour recovery. If you yeah, drink enough. There. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've I'm, been there. I'll never be there again, but I've been no, there. No, no, no. St- Steve West? Last week. <laughs> okay. But the least surprising thing I'll hear. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm not talking about, like, going out and getting drunk. I'm talking about did you ever find yourself at a point in your life where you drank Enough where you go, Boring. wow, long-term no. ramifications. Like Bob Scott drank himself That's to death. That's incredible. Do you know what you have to do to drink yourself to death? No, no, no. I lost 24 hours and wound up in Apalachicola. 
Yeah. Puke and rally. It's, it's all about the puke and rally. I don't know, man. Maybe I'm alone. I had a moment. I, I had a moment when, you know, when, when I first moved down here. I had a moment where I thought I could be doing some damage here. There were a lot of nights out. Let's I've talk about it. those moments. Way too many. I love the end of this song when he just screams. <laughs> <laughs> want to thank Brian Snicker for joining us, boys. Uh, good luck with the program today. Amanda, our engineer on site, also our director of social media. I want to thank Jonathan Chadwick, who actually came in this morning as well. Pulled a little bit of uh, double duty. Yeah, indeed. Uh, great Colin. interview, by the way, you guys, on, on Snicker. I, I actually learned some stuff about him that I did not know. I, I love his story. He's uh, as genuine a guy yeah. as there is. There's no question about and, it. Thank I you, love, Mike Morgan. Thank you. I love the fact that after 40, about 40 years, he got paid. Because, yeah. boy, he'll tell you the, the places him and his wife lived or didn't live when they actually had little kids when he was humping it around the minor leagues. It is a good uh, place to be right uh, now. I mean, 10 years ago, Brian Jordan and I were doing Gwinnett games for CSS TV, and Brian Snicker was the manager. If you would have told me then that he's one day going to be a World Series champion of the Atlanta Braves manager, I would have said, you got to be crazy. I don't he, think he, he would have said the same yeah, thing. Yeah, of course. I, I'm going to ask him tomorrow because I, I can't believe I haven't asked him. How far down the list? Mm. Like, there's never been a more interim guy than him being interim here who ends up getting a job and wins the World Series. I'll bet you he'll admit that he thinks 50 guys could have had this job before him. Sure. Yeah. I don't think sure. there's any doubt. You can hear the Snicker interview at the Fan App, driven to you by Beaver Toyota and at 680thefan.com. Also want to thank Derek Thomas, like I said, along with Matt Lear. Thank you all. We are back tomorrow down here at Northport at 11 o'clock. Domino and Cellini here on your home of the Braves. It's the Fan 680 and 93.7 FM. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save, and save and win. When you buy a used car, don't be taken for a ride. Get Ford Blue Advantage certified at Wade Ford, Atlanta's headquarters for factory certified pre-owned vehicles. Go to wadeford.com. There you'll find a great selection of Ford Blue Advantage certified used cars, trucks, and SUVs with Blue certified. Nearly all makes and all models are in stock now. You'll find something perfect for just about any budget. Buy with confidence at the Wade Ford factory certified used car outlet at wadeford.com. Wade Ford. We are Atlanta's Ford dealer. This is a 680 The Fan podcast. To hear more live and local sports content like this, tune into 680 AM or 93.7 FM or download the Fan app. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save, and save and win. When you buy a used car, don't be taken for a ride. Get Ford Blue Advantage certified at Wade Ford, Atlanta's headquarters for factory certified pre-owned vehicles. Go to wadeford.com. There you'll find a great selection of Ford Blue Advantage certified used cars, trucks, and SUVs with Blue certified. Nearly all makes and all models are in stock now. You'll find something perfect for just about any budget. Buy with confidence at the Wade Ford factory certified used car outlet at wadeford.com. Wade Ford, we are Atlanta's Ford dealer.
Camp Margaritaville RV Resort, where you can just breathe in and breathe out. <sighs> or move. There's biking, boating, arcade games, hiking, nearby golfing. Or fly through the new Fins Up Water Park. Thrills, chills, twists, and turns. This could be you. Camp Margaritaville at Lanier Islands. An easy one-hour drive from Atlanta. Book your stay today at Camp Margaritaville Lanier Islands.com. 